0: Oh, my God, I'm chilling. What happened? Oh, my God. Oh, I just can't. What? Hey, everyone. Hey. Why do you always look cute in these now? And I don't. You're going to have to communicate you're getting ready before recording so people don't think I'm the ugly one. Uh, well, I'm the frumpy one. Frumpy. When uh, that is actually why, when people inevitably start judging us, I want to be known as the pretty one. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm going to be known as the frumpy one with the messy ass. Attic. With the great personality. <laughs> the funny one. <laughs> the funny one. I'll I'm take, down for that. Yeah. I'll take that all day. Sure. Um, this is a different type of episode today. Um, I feel a little ill-advised because right before this, my friend matched with a guy on hinge and our her only mutual friend was me so I had to dig back in my brain from like oh. 10 years ago when I actually matched with this guy I went on a few dates with them so oh. I've been who is it is the friend and she matched with do you remember him? I remember him I was almost like god I went on a few dates with him in 2016 or 17 and I'll actually ask Rach because she probably remembers my impression of him more than I do. But uh, me digging in my brain, like stalking him on Instagram made me have some recover memories. that I was like, oh, wait, an ex-girlfriend has a restraining order against him. Wait, and he, he was in Charlotte, right? When you did, yes. went on dates. And he was cheesy, wasn't he? Didn't um, he like really like you early on? Wasn't it that guy? I don't and think so. I was He's like, pretty I don't funny. like this. He was arrogant. He was pretty funny. He was, I mean, pretty arrogant, but um, really into the fish scene, which I think he's 40 or 41 now. And I'm like, is he still into the fish scene? Because I remember thinking when he was 34-ish, he needs to start growing out of that. Yeah, I think cool. he would do like blow. And I'm like, all right, you got right, to Let's grow we're done. out of this. With that. No, you but can still I go do to remember, fish, man. Yeah, you can go to fish, do whatever. But he was still in that huge party scene where I'm like, all right, I mean, con. There were red flags. I remember being like, I really don't like this guy. One being that a girlfriend had a restraining order on him. And I remember he said that she was crazy and it was for mm. like no reason. So then he got one on her or something. But I was like, but now that I'm older, I know that you can't just get a restraining order on someone for a bad breakup something specific happened so I was like hold on friend let me text my other friend who's our mutual friend so I texted this other girl being like if you remember like eight years ago I went on this guy you're our mutual friend and now she's texting me back currently uh who wait, who's the mutual friend oh yeah I, I was remember. Like, what are the um, details of this restraining order because I and then what's his last name yep And he was like, well, he did tell me he went on vacation with the Murdoch family. And I was like, hold on. (laughs) Red flags abound. And I was like, uh, okay. So I've been, so I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm ill-advised. I'm recording in an hour. I I haven't the time. I think you're using ill-advised wrong, but um, I meant ill-prepared. Yeah. Well, you're ill-advised to ever date this guy again, especially now that you're married. Now that I'm married, I don't think I'll be seeing him. But looking at him, and it, he has the same profile picture of when you dated him. Because I yep. remember being like, there I, there was a specific story, I think, other than the restraining order. Like, something with you that I was like, I do not like this guy. Was there? He, I feel like he would go, and we can cut this if it's, like, too much about this fool. Like, he, I want to say he was in Highlands, or we were in Highlands. Like, he had a vacation home. Yeah. And he wanted you to go there because uh, we were in Highlands, but it was, like hours away and he got like furious that you went it was like something weird and i was like this is weird bizarre because you're both in like north carolina or God. something and you we we're like but it's not near we're not near you and that like, might have even been before our first date too hissed. and that's and that's when i was like well i'm not going away with you when i don't know you yeah something it was like something that. weird like that okay no, i'll we were, text like, her and let her know that as well but then again i'm like i a decade has passed almost. So I have no idea. But whatever. Uh, I don't like it. So I'm guessing he lives in Denver now. I bet, yeah, I guess. Um, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, let me know how that turns out. Totally forgot about that guy. I know, but it was a good kind of segue into this episode because this whole thing started with creepy. It started with the okay. Let me just set the background for those who don't follow us on TikTok. I posted a, first of all, why don't you follow us on TikTok? I'm just kidding. First of all, why don't you follow us on TikTok <laughs> anyway. or Instagram? I posted a TikTok that I heard on YouTube from the YouTube channel, Mr. Nightmare. He has all these type of stories from people who write in and they're, he does a very good job of retelling them. And I posted one giving him all the credit, mind you, but this post has since been taken down because I guess, I guess he didn't like it, which is fair. Fine. But the TikTok that I posted was about a girl named Sasha who went on a date with a guy named Jeremy. On the first date, she got a very weird vibe, bad vibe from him. She even op- opted to pay for herself. They said goodbye and she ghosted him. She ignored all his calls and texts, and one night he leaves a very chilling voicemail whispering that he's inside her house and watching her sleep. It's very creepy, it's alarming, and uh posted this video on TikTok and it got a ton of comments a lot of comments especially men that have something to say about how she should have told jeremy she didn't like him and that she let him on and this whole thing would have been avoided avoided if she was just up front with him and i got so heated because she did not owe him shit they went on one date she gave yeah. herself said nice to meet you goodbye he didn't read the situation and repeatedly texted her called her and broke into her house i have a sneaking suspicion she could have been very upfront and said, I'm not interested. And not a damn thing would have changed. Probably would have infuriated him, actually. It's not like, yeah, they they didn't have a life together. And she all of a sudden, after years of being together, ghosted on one date. No, this is insane. Well, right. She didn't tell, we don't tell men upfront things, how we feel because of fear. You might be scary as shit. Case in point, Jeremy, she got a weird vibe. She did not want to tell him how she felt upfront. She was scared of his reaction, as she should have been. It just made me so mad. So I'm all over these comments, sticking up for Sasha like no other. And one I screenshot, and it was one of the many comments like this, and it just sent me over the edge. This dude screenshot. I mean, this dude commented and said, Who said she owed him anything? Of course she doesn't. Women just need to learn not to people please and end this dangerous behavior. Oh, y'all, it's our fault. We're the danger. It just infuriated me till no end. Because honestly, she could have slept with him that night. She didn't. There's not even a kiss kebab. But even if she had, she owes him nothing. She can ghost him. Sorry. She got a weird vibe. It's her prerogative to do whatever. And it just, all the comments victim blaming infuriated me. And it prompted me to ask our followers to, I want to hear your personal creepy stories. And luckily, this Olivia girl follows us and shared her story. We have a few. We're going to go back and forth um, and tell them. We got, well, a few for this episode. We got a lot of stories, so keep sending them if y'all like these episodes. Yeah, if y'all like them, please send them because I'm going to start the Olivia story because hers is the perfect rebuttal to these bullshit comments. Okay, go for it. Back when I was in college, I used an app called Plenty of Fish. I wasn't interested in a serious relationship, and my profile indicated that as to not lead anyone on. I was in the common area of my school when I received a message from a guy. He was decent looking and his profile made him seem interesting. His message said, hey, you're super pretty. I'd like to take you to dinner tonight and get to know you if that's okay. At first, I was a bit thrown by how forward he was and how soon he wanted to meet up. But I'd just gotten out of a relationship with a guy who never knew what he wanted. So my impulses got the best of me and I said yes. I realize now how stupid that was. No, it wasn't. Yeah, no way. When I asked what time he wanted to meet, he said, I'll pick you up at seven. I usually never let guys pick me up for safety reasons, but he assured me he was just trying to be a true gentleman and against my better judgment, I agreed and gave him my address. He picked me up at seven and we headed to the restaurant. Immediately, I knew I messed up. There was no connection between us and he was ridiculously rude to wait staff. Uh, Yeah, huge red flag, huge indicator. No way. I've always been an upfront and honest person. So I told him towards the end of dinner, I appreciated him asking me out. I'd be happy to pay for my own meal, but I was not interested in pursuing this further. I instantly saw anger in his eyes. He didn't say another word until we got in the car. Once in the car, he blew up yelling, what the fuck is your problem? You don't even know me to say you're not interested anymore. Fuck that. We're going to see a movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's go see a movie. Let's go catch a flick. The yeah, seconds go in a public place immediately. I agree with you. Yeah, actually, that's true. Okay, go on. What were you gonna say? Well, just yeah, that's a good idea. Pulling up to the movie theater. All right, we both get out of the car. I'm fucking all ass. <laughs> right. Sure. You don't but have you... to take me home. Take me somewhere though. public. Right. Before I could exit the car, he locked the door and sped out of the parking lot. I screamed, "You better let me out of this car! I'll jump out! I don't give a shit." I grabbed my phone and began dialing 911. He grabbed my phone and put it in between his legs and said, come get it. You might like what you feel down there. (gasps) Disgusting. Ew. I then informed him I would be filing a police report as soon as we stopped. I guess those were the magic words because he pulled over into a Panda Express. As I got out of the car, he threw my phone at me. By the grace of God, it didn't break. I slammed the door and ran into the restaurant to call my roommate. When she arrived, I told her what happened and she encouraged me to file a police report which I did, but nothing ever came from it. I never heard from a, him again, but a couple days later, my boss told me that a guy had stopped into my work to see me. She didn't know his name, but her description fit the guy I went on a date with. I never told this guy where I worked. I did read the comments on your TikTok about Sasha. I was utterly disgusted at the amount of hate she got and she was the victim. The victim blaming mentality has got to stop and I hope my story is a helpful one in doing that. It is, Olivia. Thank it you. Is and. Case in point, she was up front and said, I don't like this, right? you know, the whole thing, and it still wasn't good enough. So sorry, dude in comments. Right. That's not how it works. Sometimes it's safer to just ghost people. Good Lord. That's spooky AF. Uh Uh-huh. Next up is Madison's story. August 2019, a guy sent me a friend request on Snapchat. Me being clueless, I accepted, and that's when everything changed. It was friendly at first. I told him I was in a relationship, which I was, but soon he began snapping and asking if I wanted to meet up and smoke weed. I told him no because I didn't know him. No. I ain't no. <laughs> is this what the world has come to? I know. Snapchat is so creepy. Is it still a thing? Uh-huh. Someone 25 and under, tell me. You reach out right now and tell me. I have the app that I haven't used. You do? And- years yeah when it first came out I got it weird I was active on it but like do people still do that should I delete it oh shit should I delete it right now yeah it's it's like it's weird you're in your 30s (laughs) I don't use it well then I don't have have it it? never mind I don't have it you used to is this what people do someone I know also said that their guy friends like used to like snapchat like doggy styling their girlfriend Like without them knowing her changing her thing, shit like that. I'm like, that is predatory and disgusting. Here's the thing. Because people are idiots and they think that the concept of Snapchat is real. Like you only have 30 seconds and it's gone forever. It's never, it's not gone forever. I don't even think they care about that. But I'm like, why are you doing that to your girlfriend? Like snapping her change and sending it to your friends? You're disgusting. You are punk. Okay. Anyway, Mm. sorry. I just didn't know that this is like strangers reaching out like, hey, you want meet me to smoke weed? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Just Is come that, to my place. I wonder if no. that's ever worked for him. Must have. Anyway, sorry. Good for her for saying, no, you're a stranger. No, weirdo. Two weeks after that, you'll be surprised what she does at the end. So, oh my God. Now, I read this one, I think. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Two weeks after that day, I got, I got a job at Whataburger in Texas. I told her I wouldn't say the town. I started working with this lady, Miss Penny, who lived with a couple I was friends with, so I got to know her pretty well and would give her rides to and from work. I was bringing her home one afternoon, when, and when we pulled into the driveway, the guy who was texting me on Snapchat was standing there. I come to find out he is Miss Penny's cousin. We finally met face-to-face, and he asked if I wanted to hang out. I again said no because I still did not know him. And how did... Okay. I, just, I don't know how people find each other on Snapchat either, like... Out- yeah, I, don't I know thought that. you had to have like a username, but also or a phone th- number. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I guess not. That tells me that th- is this a very small town in Texas? You'll have to tell me later because I did not see what town it was. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, what a coincidence. Well, not really. If he sought her out, he probably saw her drop off Miss Penny before and was like, what's her name? That's actually, uh, I guarantee oh, that's how he did duh. it. Should we cut that whole thing? I'm so tired and dumb. No. All right, go on. So a month goes by, no snap from him, didn't see him, nothing. At this time, me and my boyfriend were going through a rough patch and we shared an apartment. So I went back home to Louisiana for a while. A week later, around 10 p.m., the guy texted me that he was watching my boyfriend in our apartment. I didn't believe him, but when my boyfriend took our dog out, he left his phone inside and the Snapchat guy started texting me from my boyfriend's phone. Mm Mm-mm. He had broken into our apartment and said he was going to kill my boyfriend and all this crazy shit, which can you imagine? There's no way to warn your boyfriend not to go back inside. This psychopath has his phone. Yeah, that is horrifying. And did Penny tell him where she lived? How does he know? I, I imagine I did like write her back to ask a bunch of questions and she responded to some. Some she hasn't gotten back to me on, which is fair. You can tell me as much as or how little you want. Um, I imagine he followed her at some point. Oh, right. Duh. Sure. Holy shit. Yeah. So I called the police, but by the time they got there, the guy was gone. October 2019, he texted me again, but this time it was on my number, not through Snapchat. He threatened to rape me, kidnap me, and kill me. I called the police, and they did nothing to help me. I was still living at my grandma's house in Louisiana when October 31st, 2019 happened. I woke up to him sitting in a chair in my bedroom watching me sleep. Out of fear and instinct, I grabbed the gun under my pillow, pointed and shot twice. Chills. Holy (laughs) shit. I heard him hit the floor and I called the police and they arrested him. Finally, they can do something. Right. God pisses me off. Pisses me off so bad. That was the last time I ever saw or heard from him again. And God, I am thankful for it. Thank you so much for letting me share my story. I've never shared this with anyone before because I've never had the guts, but now I do. I did ask her where he is now, if she ever looks him up, and she said the last she heard, he was dead. Okay, so I did read that one. I was like, whoa, I did not see that coming at all. So he didn't die from the gunshots? No, gunshots were not fatal. They arrested him. No, i know but holy shit good for her what was the plan i don't know i don't like it one bit right i'm guessing you followed her to her grandmother's too good for you for madison yeah good for you madison quick thinking you stayed calm you got it done you got him out of there you didn't get hurt he did can't he can't say the same right hell yeah you have and to now do dead. dead so you can rest easy. Right. You can it's just so scary. When she said she woke up and saw him, I swear for some reason, even though I've asked for I inquired for creepy stories, I was like, surely it wasn't him. Like in my head, I'm like, that was an illusion, right? What what's gonna happen next? And she's like, and then I shot him. I'm like, damn. Damn. And this is all from like an infatuation he had from someone he didn't know. It's just right. biz- people are so bizarre. Like it's not like y'all went on dates and then you whatever ghosted him did whatever he never y'all never even really had a conversation world out there lord have mercy and i have so many questions but again these are people willing to tell us their stories, so they can tell us as many details or little details as they want and these are the type of stories there's a whole podcast called let's not meet that are these type of stories and my husband cannot stand them because there's sometimes not a resolution. There are so many unanswered questions. Mm-hmm. It kind of just leaves you hanging. But I love them. I like I love these stories. I love these personal firsthand stories. They're so incredibly interesting and shows what badasses y'all are. Yeah, really. And I love um, Let's Not Meet. I do too. Okay, Shelly, you're up next girl. This creepy story happened just a few years ago. A little backstory of what I do for a living. I live in Kansas, which has a few big cities, but is predominantly rural. That's a hard word to say. Rural. Bunch of smaller towns. I'm a self-employed insurance inspector. Basically, whenever anyone gets a new homeowner's policy or policy is up for renewal, an inspection is ordered on said property. Typically, these inspections are exterior only, and because of that, making an appointment is not required. Here's the process of how it's done. It's important to understand what happened this is just short on what has to happen during these inspections. Whenever I arrive at a home, the first thing I do is knock on the door to announce who I am and why I'm there. 95% of the time, no one is home because it takes a work day. But if someone answers the door, I introduce myself, tell them that I'm there on behalf of their insurance company, and their insurance company asked me to do a survey of the property. I'll let them know what it entails, taking a few pictures of the property. I'll be gone in 10 minutes. Typically, they go back inside. She does her inspection and goes. So I was out working this one day in the fall. It was late afternoon and I was on my way to do my last stop. According to my route on the on the map, this home is very rural. Again, hard word. And on a dirt road with no other homes around it for miles. This is very common. So it didn't phase me. I, I imagine that's pretty common in Kansas. Yeah. You know, Mm-hmm. I pull up to this cute little yellow one-story house with a detached two-car garage that sat about 200 feet right of the home. There was an older truck that sat parked in front of the detached garage that had a bunch of bumper stickers, half of them were peeled off and faded, but one of them stuck out. I don't know what the top part said, but under it at the bottom, it read, I'm going to kill you. So probably some dumb redneck bumper sticker. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was strange. (laughs) Sure. 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 When I pulled up behind the truck, I could see part of the backyard. I noticed the strangest thing: they had three layers of fence. I made a mental note and thought they must have a dog who's like Houdini, keep, who keeps digging out and escaping. And I chuckled to myself, imagining the whole thing. So it's like, do you you get it? Three layers of fence. Yeah, it's a fence it's- around a fence around a fence. Yes, it's insane. It's creepy. It's creepy as shit. <laughs> yeah. I walk up to the door and knock. I hear movement inside, but no one came to the door. I knock again, and finally the door opens just a little bit. Just enough for a man that looked to be in his mid-40s, pop his head out and ask, may I help you? Mind you, according to my work orders, someone by the name of Mildred lives at the property. I asked if Mildred was there, and the man looked over his shoulder back into the house, started pushing the door closed, and when he turned back, he opened it slightly again and said, she can't come to the door right now. I'm sure she can't. Yeah, I know. I explained who I was. And while I was there, I then said that I noticed a fence in the back and asked the man if there was a dog or perhaps a locked gate that I need to be concerned about. He replied that he would be out in a moment and to give him a few minutes and then slammed the door shut. I proceeded to take my photos of the front of the house, drew the outline of the house on my form and measured the entire front. Then I moved to the right side, working my way around the the home. I get to the back expecting to see the man come out the back door, but instead he came from around the front, which by the way, means mm. that those fence cannot, the fences cannot be unlocked from the inside, only the outside. Right. Which is you sketchy know? as hell. She also noted, well, we asked like how tall these, the fence was. And she said, she's 5'3", and they come up to her shoulders, yeah. which is a uh, So it's relatively tall. That would be yeah. a hell of a dog. Right. He had one of those chains that hooked from his wallet to one of his belt loops, and it had a ton of keys on it. They jingled when he walked. As he proceeds to unlock the first gate, I jokingly asked, so you must have a dog that's like Houdini. He just looked at me and said nothing. I then added, you know, because the fence inside of another fence, which is inside of another fence, to which he replied, no dogs. At this point, red flags are going up like crazy. Mm -hmm. Finally... He gets the first padlocked gate open and says, "After you." And I say, "Nope, that's all right. I don't turn my back to anyone." I love She's that. a hard ass. No explanation needed. You just right. say, "No, you go first. Right? Yeah. You don't have to have an excuse to do anything. You know how many people see my big iron windows at my house? Knock on the door and I just look at them. I'm not answering the door. I don't. Yeah. Have, I don't. I don't need to. If you don't right. have food in your hands, get the hell off my property. <laughs> right or a big fat giant check get the hell out of here (laughs) (laughs) i cannot believe you treat ed mcmahon like that (laughs) he rolled his eyes and after he walked through the gate i followed behind him and stood off to the side by the next padlock padlocked gate at which point he turns back to the first gate and proceeds to put the lock back on i quickly pushed pushed it back open before he could lock it and said no leave it open i'm only going to be a moment how Weird is that? Sorry, I don't mean it for all the commentary, but like, can you imagine? Like, no, I just told you it's going to take 10 minutes. Right. Don't Don't lock me in. Don't lock me in here. Mm -mm. He looks pissed off at this point, but I don't care. He stares at me for a moment and then unlocks the second gate. And just as he has it unlocked and starts to pull the lock out of the hole, I go to step to the gate because I thought he was going to open it. He takes a step right towards me. And it's about a few inches from my face. I could feel his breath and he low whispers. Does anyone know you're here right now? And he has Mm -mm. a devilish grin on his face when he said it. Mm -mm. Oh, peace out. There was a silence for a moment as we stared into each other's eyes. And my gut is saying, run. I jumped back and hold my measuring wheel as a weapon. I looked at him and said, not today. I didn't dare turn my back to him. Instead, I walked backwards, holding my measuring wheel between us and he was walking towards me, claiming he was only kidding. I said, it's not happening, just back the fuck off. Good for her. I finally had enough distance, and I turned and ran to my car and hopped in and locked the doors. What a relief to, like, be in a locked car. He ran to his truck, so I peeled out, and a few seconds later, I see him peeling out of his driveway behind me. I'm hauling ass down the dirt road and finally make it to the street, and I see him coming right behind me, and all of a sudden, he turned the other way. I went to the police, but there was nothing... Per usual, there was nothing they could do because he never touched me. He just said something creepy. Mm. They said, I probably misconstrued what he was saying. Uh, No, I didn't. She says, (laughs) to this day, I swear that man was a serial killer who had done this before, or he was at the beginning stages of a serial killing career. My question is, that's the end. Holy shit. Where is Mildred? I need proof of life from Mildred. Someone go do a welfare check. One hundred percent. That's what, my biggest question for each of these are like, where is it? Do you just constantly Google that? Yeah, well, I guess, I guess she didn't know his name. Mildred's name was on the deed, not his. Yeah. Constantly Google her name. I would, I want to follow up on all these people. <laughs> oh my God. To make sure everyone's okay. Um, I'm with you. I think that was a, he had very, very bad intentions, but let's just say, Let's say he wasn't a serial killer. Let's say he was just socially awkward, whatever. Never joke to a woman who is alone and not expect a reaction, like running away. Like her running away. Hey, I was kidding. Screw you. I don't care. I don't know you. I don't know enough to kid. And it reminded me of these two guys we went to high school with who Uh, jokingly, (laughs) jokingly. I already know the story you're about to tell. It reminded me of these two guys I we went to high school with who jokingly broke into our friend's house while she was home alone. She ran to her bathroom, not knowing it was them, and called 911. They had fake guns. They had fake guns, and they got in serious trouble like probation. And they're like, well, I didn't know you were going to call the cops. What? I thought I was outnumbered by two guys with guns. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, I'm calling cops. I fucking hate jokes like that. It just infuriates me. And I don't think that, obviously, this guy was not joking. He has something up. Something was, why he has three fences, why all that? You listen to your gut and you did the right thing. But I hate that. It was a joke comment. It infuriates me. That was a dumb really dumb prank from and I, I knew you were gonna tell that story when you started stupid i don't know you were gonna call the cops how, how? Two guys broke into my two mass men broke into my house with, with guns. guns and i'm home alone and i'm 17 years old and like the swat team came he yeah. they got in a lot of trouble and they said the cops said had you reached for that fake gun and i was or, or still been holding it yeah i would have dropped had to, yeah i would have had to disarm you Our two girlfriends come in shot by cops by holding water guns, spray painted black. fucking stupid. God, boys are idiots. Boys are so fucking stupid and infuriates me. Whoa. (laughs) Anyway, this next story, I think is from a boy. (laughs) Yeah, it sure is. Matthew. Hey. No, Matthew's awesome. All right, go. All right, Matthew's story titled Someone Was In My Hotel Room. It was April of 2008. I was 20 years old and living in Denver, Colorado for a year-long work contract with a nonprofit. My girlfriend, now wife, and best friend Tom drove to Colorado from our home state to visit me for my 21st birthday. The nonprofit I was working for housed their employees in dorm rooms, and drinking was not allowed on site, nor were having visitors stay overnight. So I booked a really nice hotel room in downtown Denver for the weekend where we could drink in honor of my 21st. When I say nice, I know. I love Denver. I know. And I immediately think of the Brown Hotel that it wasn't. Is it called the Brown Hotel? I think I think so. you're saying that because Molly Brown stayed there. It's not called the Brown Hotel. Is it not? I thought it was. It's an easy Google, but uh, <laughs> I'll okay. do it real quick. <laughs> oh, the Brown Palace. You're right. Thank you. I think Molly, of the Brown Molly Palace. Molly Brown stayed there but after Titanic. Yeah, after she what survived the Titanic. She needed a little escape. Um why she, Denver? I don't know. She probably I don't fucking know brown palace hotel is haunted af we did a impromptu ghost tour there drunk remember yeah well yeah we got our drinks to go and went upstairs with like one of the staff members for no reason i went up to the old parlor anyway if you're in denver that's a great hotel but it wasn't there so i booked a nice hotel in honor of my 21st when i say nice i mean politicians stayed at the same hotel for the dnc convention later that summer My now wife and Tom arrived Saturday morning, and we met at the hotel. The day was fantastic. We drank across the city most of the day, and by 1 a.m., we were back in the hotel. The room was typical, with two queen beds. When you walked in from the entryway into the bedroom, bed number one was on the right, pushed up against the wall. Bed number two was close to this big window overlooking the city. You couldn't see the door or entryway unless you were sitting at the foot of bed number two. We drank more and chatted in the room until about 4 a.m. My wife was laying at the head of bed number one, flipping through the TV. Tim and I were seated at the foot of bed number two, staring out the big window as we talked. All of a sudden, I heard some movement and the sound of a door opening. Without looking away from the window, I assumed it was my wife getting up to use the bathroom. A few minutes passed by and I thought I heard it again, so I finally turned around to look. I saw my wife still lounging on the bed and asked, did you get up a few minutes ago to use the bathroom? She tilted her head a bit confused and said, no. I thought I heard some shuffling and a door being opened." I said back to her. Tim finally broke his gaze from the window and said, yeah, I heard it too. He then leaned from the foot of the bed and peered into the room's entryway for a moment when he slowly leaned back and he said nervously and softly, I think there's someone in our room. (laughs) I went for the whisper. You whispered. Oh, God. It was then my blood ran cold and I sobered up pretty quickly. I lurched forward from the foot of the bed and looked into the pitch black entryway. I could barely make it out and I wanted to believe I wasn't seeing it, but there was a man dressed in all black and a black baseball cap pressed into the corner of the entryway. Absolute silence fell in the room and it felt like hours passed. We all knew. We knew we weren't alone. We hadn't been alone for a while and he knew we spotted him. Eventually, Tom got the courage and said, "Hey, man, is there something we can help you with?" Another period. Tom. Oh God. Another period of silence that felt like an eternity went by. The stranger slumped from the edge of the wall, stepping into the faint glow cast by the TV, and he made eye contact with me and Tim. We all stared at each other, and you could feel the tension between us. Eventually, the stranger finally spoke up and said, "Is this room 1709?" Tim stroked his beard nervously, and again, in an unbelievably calm voice, said, No, it's not. This is room 1344. The stranger remained in place, staring at both of us with a blank expression. He was sizing us up, calculating if he had the chance to still commit whatever crime he had originally planned. Then he simply raised his eyebrows, shook his head, turned, and left the room. After the door closed, our hotel erupted into a million curse words as we paced around and finally expressed all the horror and tension that had been building up in our bodies. I immediately called the front desk. This is weird. They told me that the man was drunk and they found him in the stairwell, but directed him back to the correct room. And they apologized and said they would call back shortly. Minutes later, the front desk called called back and Tim answered. Having a moment to calm down, he managed to ask more questions. The staff told him the man was not a guest, but he was apprehended in the stairwell and sent off in a taxi. Then a while later, my wife called the front desk to request security be placed at our door for the rest of the night. And in the conversation, the staff told my wife the man was never found. They have no idea who he was or what he was doing, but they did tell her there was no room 1709 in the hotel. We got three different stories. We still have no idea what that was all about or how he managed to get a key card to our room. We were sure that door was closed. It was easily the most terrifying moment of my life Always use the latch in hotel rooms. We got the stay refunded and about $200 in credit for food from the hotel. We should have sued them, but we were young and dumb. The Um, end. I have a theory on this. Okay. Because I do not. Oh, easy. First of all, I do always latch the hotel room Mm -hmm. door. And Mm -hmm. the reason why is because the entire every single employee has access to your room every single so that's my theory it was a staff member some creep, uh, they're covering for it. and they're covered because they're like they're gonna sue the shit out of us if they find out that our employee was creeping into the room of i want to know whose name that room was under was it yes. your girlfriend's Matthews. no it Matthews. was for sure yeah because he said at the beginning of the story he said i got the hotel room i, I know it. but like could he have used his uh, mom's credit card? Like some creeper yeah. going through reservations, seeing women's names, uh-huh. sneaking in. Because how the hell did he get in? That That is an employee of that hotel. And yeah, they were covering They were like, shit, we can't let them know that. Um, mm, Brown oh, Palace yeah. would never do that. So it couldn't have been Brown Palace. No, I know which one it is. He told me off the record. Oh, you'll tell me later. Mm-hmm. That is the scariest Thing, Yeah, always use the latch. Always use the latch. You don't know who's go- coming in. Right. It's, oh, yeah. Uh, it's... Mm, they should have just I, kicked his ass. They, he was way outnumbered. He, sh- he should have been running when he realized two dudes were in there. I know. That's why I'm like sassing you up. Like, hmm. There must have been... I don't know. Maybe he was just looking for people to rob. And he's like, can I still rob you? That's true. Maybe he's creeping around to find young, drunk people... Getting mm-hmm. back into the room. So he's like, they're about to pass out. I'll sneak in, rob the shit out of them. And yeah. much to his dismay, he was like, shit, they're late nighting. Yeah. That was it. That was an employee. Yeah. Guarantee. Especially with the sketchy response from the front desk. Mm-mm. I know. Mm-mm. That's what I'm like. Okay. Okay. Last one. This is written like a, she's like a Diane Steele novel. <laughs> it really, this is written like a novel. Uh-huh. Whoever wrote this is an a author. Writer. She's got to be. I know. It, I don't have a name. It's just my friend and I were followed into the woods. I'll preface this by saying we were 12 or 13 at the time and my friend and I often snuck out of either of our houses during sleepovers for late night walks. Do you remember how thrilling sneaking out was? Yes. Absolutely how exhausting so now. Yeah. Oh my god, you get back you're so tired. Mm-hmm. Anyway, This was the basis of a terrifying encounter, and it stopped us from ever sneaking out after dark again. My friend lived opposite of a huge forest, so her house was the preferred choice to sneak out of for us to roam around at night. The forest was more scary and thrilling. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 12 or 13, you're looking for that. You live for that adrenaline rush. Ugh. Nightmare. We always took flashlights, food, and blankets so we could, quote, camp out for a few hours before going back home. Well, on this fateful night, we inadvertently fell asleep instead of staying awake, so when my friend suddenly jolted me from sleep, it was past 3 a.m., which is a lot later than we usually snuck out. We grabbed our essentials and creeped out the back door into the cold and dark night. Frost crunched under our feet as we crossed the deserted road, and as we reached the entrance to the forest, we noticed how pitch black and completely silent it was, unnervingly so. We turned on our torches and stepped—I'm sorry, <laughs> Torches are their (laughs) flashlights. We turned on our torches and stepped onto the uneven path into the forest, the light illuminating the trees swaying in the icy wind. I mean, novel. You're painting. I can feel it. I can (laughs) smell the forest. (laughs) I can feel the chill. Mm Mm-hmm. We stepped on fallen leaves and bark as we made an unsteady but familiar way to our favorite part of the forest. Our cold breath was the only noise to invade the deafening silence. Get it, girl. Chef's Mwah. kiss. Chef's It really is. Fa- I'm like, you are a writer. Okay. Yeah. We reached the small hut we constructed one afternoon made entirely of sticks purely for the purpose of having shelter for our campouts. It's so cute. I love it. It is cute. There were times that vandals or other kids damaged our hut, but for the most part, it stayed intact. But on this occasion, it was completely destroyed as as if it was foreshadowing what was to come. Mm-hmm. We were deciding to just call it a night and come back later on that day to repair the hut when we heard it. This loud, shrieking giggle that made the hair on the back of my neck stand up. My friend and I jumped in shock and we looked at each other like, what the fuck? We were completely freaked out. The eerie and unnatural giggle rang out again, making my body break out in goosebumps. Someone is in here. My friend whispered to me, looking utterly terrified. We have to go now. Her voice of rationale made it even more scary and unnerving to me that someone was in the forest with us at three o'clock in the morning. We just looked at each other and took off running in unison, our footsteps navigating the path as naturally as as we could from muscle memory, and the giggling seemed to be following us, getting closer and closer. Mm -mm. It's so chilling. We finally saw a small sliver of light as we came to the forest entrance. Running out of the forest, we didn't stop until we reached the back door of my friend's house and almost collapsed in breathless heap of relief to be safe. Then my friend's eyes went wide, and she nudged me, pointing a shaky finger across the road. A haggard woman was standing at the forest entrance, still laughing and waving at us. We screamed and ran inside and looked out of my friend's bedroom window through the smallest gap in the curtain and could still see that the woman was standing there. Worse yet, she was staring right at us as if she knew we were there. We could tell she was still giggling, that hideous, appalling laugh. She turned very slowly and walked back into the forest again. We never went back to that forest nor went out after dark ever again. Here's what? my thing. <laughs> what was that plan? Like, are there just people out there who love to get their rocks off by scaring the shit out of children? Or were you going, like, what, what, what again, what were you going to do? What was going to happen? What was the plan? I'm that picturing so like creepy. And a witch. witch. Me too. Like, if there were only one person there, I'd be like, are you sure two people? Uh huh. Mm creepiest mm. what at past 3 a.m in the forest in the cold uh-uh ill intentions like were there signs of life back there during the daytime when you go build your hut i don't know these are all follow-up questions that i but would it, love. a forest is like huge there could be yeah. not, no houses for miles like oh god
1: so well i'm crazy. glad and was
0: she the one who destroyed their hut what a bitch what a bitch um Ooh. thank y'all for sending that is the scariest I'm glad y'all outran her send more send more Sorry, y'all this is so fun I love reading them and I read them like while dinner's being made or something and I give a little like oh my god and then I have to tell my husband and see what his reaction was because I'm like was it just me that found that scary and I get his reaction and I'm like no you found it was scary too I'm, I'm including this this is great you're gonna sleep with a nightlight too okay cool <laughs> done thanks y'all please continue sending and let us know if you liked it or you don't like episodes like this um yeah thank y'all y'all are the best people are the worst bye